This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Let's see. For my birthday, who do I want to talk to? Uh, let me go through the Rolodex here a little bit. Uh, let me stop right Your at... older sister. <laughs> right older at the sister. B's. The BJ. Hey, <laughs> BJ Colleen. <laughs> Unbelievable. Happy birthday, Mr. Allen. Thank you very much. Yes. And you know what? When you get in your 60s, life changes. Have you noticed that? No, I wouldn't know that. I'm not in my 60s. <laughs> yeah, you just said I older birthday. <laughs> older sister. So you you have got the news. BJ Colleen has got the news. And then, of course, you know, there's a bunch of other folks on the show today. But... Uh, I really wanted to start the show with you because you and I have been doing the show for a long time. I'll end the show with Josh Hancock, who may just may have been doing the show just a little bit longer than you, like a few months. Possibly. But, but it has been a fun run. I will tell you, it's been a very fun. I don't know what's it been, 20 years or something. Of I've been doing the show 30 years, 30. Wait a minute. 31 years, 31 years. Wow. And Half your life. Yes, exactly, exactly. Interesting. And um, uh-huh. although the world has changed, not in the automotive, the automotive enthusiasts' favor, I don't think, because you can't work on these new cars anymore. You just can't. You can work on collector cars, but you know the new cars. I mean, remember when we were kids? When you got a, a car, you worked on you changed your own oil and you maybe you did your brakes and you did things that's not the way the world is today anymore bj the world is a world of 7-eleven convenience stores in the automotive world oil change places everywhere muffler shops everywhere you don't do anything yourself anymore i used to work with craftsman tools and um I don't know. I mean, I have every craftsman tool in the world now because, <laughs> because and I still find myself pulling into the oil change place because it's so damn convenient. So, yeah, yeah I know I'm, I get sucked into the, the vortex of uh, ignorance every now and then. I, and I, so now I can't remember how to work on cars. Somebody the other day says, hey, you got a scan tool? I go, for what? And I'm thinking <laughs> plumbing. No. Wiring. No. He goes, you know, an OB2, OBD2 thing. And I'm like, what, what the hell is that? I mean, literally, I had the COVID, so I forgot my whole first half of my life, you know? Anyway. That's sad. Yeah, but, sad. You know, I remember my first car was a Ford Pinto. Oh, I remember opening the hood, and you can actually look in the engine and see the ground. Well, you, you could know, stand you in the engine anymore. compartment. You could stand on one side of the engine compartment on the engine <laughs> because you could see that much. Yeah, you could get in there with the engine, you know, not anymore. Yep, I used to go in and clean my PCV, my pollution control valve. I remember that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Your tune ups and all that kind of fun stuff. You know, I got to say, a know. friend of mine just advertised a Duramax diesel engine. And I'm, I'm looking at that. I have a, a, a GMC truck and it's got a Duramax engine. I love it. And so he puts it in there for like 3,000 bucks. I'm like, 3,000 bucks is so cheap. But you know what? 
and I and I was compelled almost to go and buy the thing. And then I thought, what the hell are you doing? You're in your 60s now. You're not going to be changing out engines. You're not going to be, <laughs> you know, cutting frames and lowering things. You know, there was a time in my life where I would cut two vehicles in half and weld them together. And that, you know, it's like it was no big deal. Today, I don't even want to change a headlight. It. Yeah, that's right. It was a fun of yeah, it. Yeah, just for the fun. Yeah, you know, fun. Now, honestly, I, I have a headlight out on my GMC truck. It's a 2012. I don't use it every day. So low miles, you got 54,000 miles. So, yeah, it's 13 years old. Or how old is it? 2012? 11 years old. And uh, headlights out. Do you know? That on the way here today, I literally thought I need to go to the dealer, make an appointment. <laughs> Honestly, I have become a consumer. I am a consumer. It's a horrible, it's a horrible thing to be when you're a consumer. It is sad, you know? isn't it? I yeah, know. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, let me I've got take another a break. year and I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy a collector car and I'll start working on them myself. See? So. See? I have a couple collector cars. I have Patrick Swayze's Range Rover, 1990 Range Rover. The thing is rotting out there. I still, I still, it's still in his name. I bought it from him like ten years ago, before he died. Anyway, I can't even, I can't bring myself to change a damn headlight anymore. It's terrible. I guess I'm old. I'm over the hill. We'll be right back. Uh, more BJ Colleen right after this. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, BJ Colleen is joining us. Here she is, the voice of reason in my automotive world. Although she started out the show a little bit unreasonable today, but maybe that'll start. That'll change or something. Uh, what else? Uh, what's going on in your world, in the world of news in the automotive industry? Well, this is probably my favorite story of the decade. I, you know, I call it the never-ending story. And it's about my favorite guy. It's Nissan boss Carlos Ghosn. Oh, you know we've been, we've followed him all the way through the the trial, or the sort of trial before he escaped and his mastermind escape and everything else. Well, he's actually decided that he's going to sue Nissan for more than a billion dollars. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Yep, he's saying that uh, he's suing. He filed it in Lebanon because that's where he lives because he can't really go anywhere else because he'll be extradited. But uh, he said he's accusing Nissan, two other companies, and 12 people of crimes including defamation and libel. That's according to Bloomberg and Reuters. They're going to have a hearing in September. Nissan has not made a comment about it, but they said that uh, the damages he's seeking is more than 5% of the company's relatively $16 billion market value. He said that 
His pursuit of a full merger, we've talked about this before, between Nissan and Renault led to his downfall, and he was arrested in charges. This was 2018, so this has been an ongoing saga. But what he said is that the claims of him doing this wrong would linger in people's minds for years. And the bottom line is he's right. It has. Oh, for people sure. People think he's guilty. He's a marked and that man. He would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that he would suffer from them, these comments, from the remainder of his life as they have persistent and lingering impacts, even if based on mere suspicion. Yeah. So, I mean, he has a right to sue them for defamation of character, for libel, for lying, and everything else. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens if he has a case. Now, will he ever get a billion dollars? It'd sure be cool. But I think what he wants more than money is to have his name cleared. So right. I think even though they don't say it, that might be a condition of this lawsuit wow. is that Nissan steps up and says, yeah, we did it. But they can't do that without being in trouble. So it's it's kind of interesting because the <laughs> bottom line is Nissan was mad that he was trying to merge Nissan with Renault because they didn't want the French having influence over the Japanese car maker. Right. And interestingly, right now, Nissan and Renault have been working to finalize an agreement announcing early this year aimed at rebalancing their partnership, which would reduce Renault's voting power over Nissan. Mm. So, you know, they're proving that he was right. He won the merger. They don't. And now they're in this rebalancing partnership where they're going to try and make sure that they have more voting power than Renault does. So mm. it's not helping their case that they're doing this. And I think he probably timed it so it would happen at this time. So he's a smart man. You and I know he's a smart man. Oh, yeah. I think it's very clever of him to bring this about now. So oh. uh, what do you think, buddy? <laughs> I interviewed him a time or two and uh, a brilliant man, actually. Absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> even the way he escaped. And for those, that, if, <laughs> if you haven't, you should look up this guy's story. It's amazing. He escaped in a uh, like some sort of a case that musical equipment would come in to a big party. And they put him on an airplane, and and away he went. He was he was kind of being held, uh, kind of what it was a home, kind of being held at uh, in jail at home, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like yeah. Yeah, house the, arrest kind how, of. But yeah. after he was stuck in jail for like a month without being able to see anybody but his lawyer, not even his wife. You know, a month. So. I think it was like a year. It was a long time. But anyway. Yeah, maybe I don't. Uh, know. The guy, the guy is brilliant. I, it's going to be fun, like you said, the never-ending story. It'd be fun to follow. It will anyway. be fun. And trust me, I'll follow it for us because I think it's awesome. All right. I hope he gets his way. Tee up the yeah. next one. We got about a minute and a half and because uh, I know right. the other. This one's fairly quick. You know, Hyundai has this, this platform they use for EVs called the EGMP or Global Modular Platform. Well, they've introduced a new platform that's coming soon called Integrated Modular Architecture, or IMA. Not that it matters to anybody, but... The bottom line is it's going to be used on 13 new models for Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis. Mm. And the reason why they're doing this is the same reason why everybody went to shared platforms. They're going to standardize the component tree so everybody's got more of the same parts, save on production costs too. But what's interesting that came out of this is that it's going to be a platform for all the vehicle classes, small and large SUVs, two pickup trucks as well. So basically what Hyundai said is, hey, we're going to be introducing an electric pickup truck. Mm. So I don't know what's going to happen for Genesis, but that's the rumor from Hyundai going on right now. So pretty cool. So you uh, deduced from this that there will be a truck because uh, it's encompassed in this um, announcement they made. Basically, that's yeah. what they said. So, uh, By the way, I think it's really smart to uh, standardize these platforms 
I'll give you an example. I went into my RV and uh, in the to plug in the, the plug-in, you know, to the shore power, you might say. And there was like yep. five adapters in there because there's so many different <laughs> kinds of plug-ins, you know? It's like, let's standardize these electric cars. If you're going to have them, have one damn plug-in. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Drive all across America. Stay with us. (laughs) This message comes from our sponsor, Subaru. In June, as part of the Subaru Loves to Care initiative, Subaru and its retailers partner with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and their local hospital or cancer treatment center to give warm blankets and messages of hope to cancer patients. Subaru and its retailers will have supported nearly 300,000 patients by the end of this year. Subaru is proud to be the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's largest automotive donor. Learn more at Subaru.com care. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Um, yeah, I just realized today that half of my life has been erased by the COVID. I don't know about you, but I've been talking to more and more people that, that had the COVID during that whole stupid period of time, BJ. BJ Clean joining us. And many people have like uh, less memory now. And although I take it as a very good thing because I like to forget stuff that that, <laughs> that I don't want to remember, you know, it's like, but you can't help it because it's like trauma. Oh, it's all gone. I just live a free life now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I've erased most of my memories for 25 years also. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Alan? We've been working together for so long that you just beautifully set up my next story from the last segue that you came to. So you, even without talking about it, we the brown eyed girl, yeah, not yeah. the brown eyed girl, Which but the one? different charger adapters. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I like to call this next story Tesla, 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 ah. because the bottom line is, and we've talked about Ford and GM jumping on Tesla's charging bandwagon. Well, now we've got Hyundai. It's going to consider making its vehicles more readily compatible with the charging stations that Tesla is doing. Mm. And uh, again, Tesla superchargers make up about 60% of available fast chargers. And Ford and GM have also, like we said, struck that same deal. But now Hyundai says, okay, we're going to consider getting in on the bandwagon. But the only problem is that Tesla's network of superchargers doesn't allow for the quick fast charging that Hyundai electric vehicles can achieve only because the Hyundai electric vehicles like the Ionic 5 use an 800-volt electric architecture. Whew. Tesla's is at a lower voltage. Right. So, Which, by the way, if you're anywhere near one of these chargers and it's raining, get away, all right? Because, <laughs> right. you, you know, water and electricity don't mix. Right. So just if you're driving in the water and you see a charger, don't go plug in, please. Save yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but the bottom line is, is that here's another major manufacturer. So, again, it's not just Hyundai. It would be Hyundai kia and genesis and i know that these other manufacturers have have a compatibility and charging partnerships with things like electrify america and charge point so it's going to be interesting if tesla starts taking over this industry here comes another monopoly where you don't really charge any place else because tesla is going to own 
80% of the vehicles, you know, if you've got Ford and GM and now three of the brands from Hyundai, and then to top it off, you know, Rivian, right? This upstart company that's right. got trucks running around. They're actually just signed an agreement with Tesla to get access to their supercharger network as well. Mm. So you got to wonder who else is going to step up? You know, is Stellantis, which is Chrysler and Jeep, are they going to jump on the bandwagon or how is this going to work? So mm. it's kind of interesting how everybody's kind of playing into this Tesla when everybody hated them at first and now everybody wants to be them. So I know. Isn't that interesting. Funny? And look at the, you know, the price of the stock is ridiculous and people that have bought it, you know, at first you were like, you're such an idiot. And then now they're looking at you going, who's the idiot now, you big idiot, you know? So I don't know. It's just uh, I know. the whole thing is it, bizarre. It, this industry is just ever changing and it's fascinating. And, and so we'll see where the battery industry goes, but maybe there'll be a huge breakthrough in hydrogen. Or maybe there'll be the you know the alternate fuels where it's you know the e fuels where it's fake fuel yeah. and manufactured so we can use that so I it just this is such a weird time for automotive and and uh, you know I don't know, maybe we'll all be driving around well we won't be driving maybe we'll all be riding around with electric vehicles because it's all going to be autonomous anyway right. with all these hands free systems so no. again just here's Tesla coming through again. You know, I will pluck out my eyeballs if I have to be driven around <laughs> by an autonomous car. Unless I'm at Disneyland, that's different. But you know, okay. it's funny. I, I went to uh, I went fishing the other day for Father's Day, and um, a friend of mine says, "Hey, just put some of that clear fuel in there." I'm like, "Clear fuel," and he's like, "Yeah, you know the clear fuel. You got to go down to the gas stations that have it. It's clear fuel." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll do that. Clear fuel, yeah." So I <laughs> go, "What's clear fuel anyway?" It's like race fuel. And so I went to the gas station. I called a buddy of mine who's in the know. And he says, yeah, there's a uh, certain gas station down in town that has this fuel. $6 a gallon. Is so it like 93 octane or something crazy? It's like higher that, octane. and It doesn't have the uh, ethanol in it. But the reason why he's saying I should put it in my boat, he says, because... The components will last longer. And it's it just made me laugh. Remember leaded versus unleaded? Oh, yeah. Right? And it was the same thing. You don't want to put that unleaded crap in there. You need that lead. Your car needs the lead. And then, you know, it's like, lead's not good for you. I don't even want it in my fillings, in my teeth, you know, or whatever. You know, lead in your, in your mouth, you know. So but, did you? Well, yeah, I went over there, but it was $400 to fill up my little fishing boat. Because it took like 80 gallons or 70, I don't know, whatever it was. It was really expensive. But I got to tell you, it made a big fat difference on the performance. So higher octane, better for the engine. It lasts longer, he says, sitting in the gas tank. And I thought to myself, where the hell have I been that I didn't hear? I, I had not heard of clear fuel. And I'm like, this is what happened. See, half of my memory is gone. I'm sure I knew about it before the COVID. Well, it was called racing fuel. It well, it race fuel. Clear. Yeah, but he it called, called they, race fuel. That, yeah, but you know, it's it's the new lingo, I guess. I don't know. Ew. So uh, I'm happy I'm to tell you that I'm now learning new stuff. You know what they say? You can't treat uh, teach an old dog new tricks. Uh, yes. I can't even say it right. So it's not <laughs> true. You can keep teach an old COVID infested man new tricks. I guess is what it is. Thank you, BJ. <laughs> Say happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. We'll be right back with more of the... the, What's the name of this show? Oh, yeah, it's The Drive. We'll be right back. 
Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, Brian Moody joining us now. Yes, sir. Brian is the executive editor at autotrader.com. And they're very good at coming up with the, uh, the best of this and the 10 best of that and things like that. So um, why don't we start out with best truck deals for June, being that everybody is out doing the, uh, the yard work and going to the dump and going to the hardware store to buy stuff and lumber trucks and trucks are not cheap brian my goodness trucks are not cheap oh. that's true we could if if you want since they're so expensive we could do top 10 popsicle flavors instead um, those are affordable well can we wait till the temperature like, gets over i like 100? root beer yeah that's nice <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right so best truck deals for june what do you got yeah. here's some truck deals that people like you said trucks are popular they're expensive here's a few worth looking into if you're looking for a lease how about a chevy colorado forty seven hundred dollars down three thirty nine per month for 36 months i don't like those kind of deals because the cash you put up front is gone once you turn the car back in so i always tell people look for if you're going to lease look for a zero down low monthly payment lease but you know, beggars can't all be choosers. Sales. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly right. Here's a pretty good one. This is on the Ford F-150, the current Ford F-150. The current offer is 3.9% for 60 months plus $1,000 cash back. That's of course, varies from region to region. So check first. Right. Uh, 2023 GMC Sierra. This is a truck that can tow up to 11,000 pounds, maybe a little bit more when you get the 5.3 liter V8. It's got cool tech. It's got a 12.3-inch touchscreen. And if you get this deal, there's no payments for 90 days. And you can get 1250 trade-in assistance if you have a 2009 or newer trade-in. And you can get 0.9% APR. So the reason this is significant wow. is because think about how long it's been since we've talked about this. How long has it been since we've said, oh, look, 0% financing? It's been a while, right? Right, for sure. And here we have next truck, the truck that I believe most Americans who can use a truck actually need. I don't think they need 
these gigantic trucks. I think this is the truck that if most Americans were honest, this is what they would probably get. The Honda Ridgeline. Zero <laughs> percent APR for 36 months. Wow. Because what? Because you know these people that like, they say stuff like, well, the F-150 Lightning, you know, what if you tow? What if you haul a load? Uh-huh. You mean the mulch from Home Depot like <laughs> once a year? Come on. These people are using, most people, I don't mean contractors. I don't mean long-distance salespeople. I don't mean campers. Most people are using these trucks as if it's a Toyota Camry with a pickup deck. Right. So You are so hardcore, that, though. It's like, if most people are honest with themselves... They would, right. you know, it's exactly. but, and that's the truth. Like, I'll give you an example. I have a Jeep Gladiator. It has, uh, because it's a diesel, 6,500-pound towing thing. Dude, I could tow 9,000 pounds with that thing easy, but it's not smart. The engine can do it because the design of the vehicle. But the bed on it, I put a... Um, a pallet in the bed the other day. And because I have a toolbox mm -hmm. behind the cab, the pallet barely fits. That means that my bed is four foot by four foot, basically. Or, yeah. You know, it's like, it's nothing. It's like a tiny little itty bitty bed. But I use it about 80% of the time. I also have a one ton dually four wheel drive, which when I need to tow my big trailer, yes, I need that. But to your point, the majority yeah. of my time, I mean, massive majority, yeah. I can do with a four foot by four foot area in my bed. Because let's be honest, most people, and I'm not saying all, I'm saying most people right. that have a pickup truck, they only know what a pallet is because it's what their home entertainment center came shipped on when they ordered it from Amazon. <laughs> that's, that's, that's their only dealings with pallets. They don't, they're not hauling around so pallets, these people. Come you're on. so funny. I, I got to go off-roading. I backed over the begonias. Um, <laughs> so that's a $38,000 truck, by the way. That's pretty good for a pickup truck. Honda, Again, Honda it's not going to work for everyone. Honda Ridgeline, though. I, I didn't realize that they were that inexpensive. It must be a... Uh, a that's uh, the base model. The base model. I mean, that's the, it goes up from there. Right. But it is in the body-on-frame truck, so if you need that, it won't work for that. Right. But... You know, if you drive it around and you want a pickup truck and it's relatively economical and, yeah. you know, relatively affordable. Right. Same thing with this next, I'm saying air quotes, truck. The 2023 Hyundai Santa Cruz. They're offering 2.9% APR for 60 months. This is really, you know, kind of like the modern El Camino. It's a car-based SUV made into a pickup truck. Right. I think it's pretty cool, but, you know... It's really not for someone who's going to do heavy-duty towing or heavy-duty hauling in that bed. It's for weekend warriors, for sports yeah. fans, right. skiers, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What was And that? you can get a great deal on the 2023 Nissan Titan. That's with a 400-horsepower V8, wow. safety shield 360, forward and rear automatic braking, cross-traffic alert, all that good stuff. Some of these... If you're a current Nissan or Infiniti owner or lessee, you can get $1,500 cash back. And you can also ask about 0% APR for 60 months. It's a good deal. You know? I'm, I'm surprised. That's, that's, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, because yeah. like right now, the interest rates are 8 9 10%. Right, so this is a great deal. Yeah. And remember, interest rates and incentives 
they go up when what else goes up? Inventory. When inventory goes up, incentives go up. When inventory is down, as we saw for the past couple of years, incentives go down. There was a while there where like, I would bet most major automakers were offering very, very little, if anything, on their popular models. So inventory goes up, incentives go up, and that's where we are right now. Well, let me just say, America, be honest with yourself. You don't really need a full-size truck. We'll take a break. Stay with us. Brian Moody's here from Auto Trader. Be right back. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Well, you've all heard of AutoTrader before, AutoTrader.com. Brian Moody's the executive editor, and uh, we have been just talking about the best truck deals for June. They're at AutoTrader.com. Just noodle around, and you will find them there. Um, What else is there is 10 most fun SUVs. So, uh, yes, and I'm trying to think. A fun SUV. You know, I know a girl named Leah Pruitt who is a drag racer. She's married to Tony Stewart. Smoke, they call him. And uh, she's a professional drag racer, top field drag racer. And I noticed that she had just gotten a new SUV, a Hellcat Durango, I think it is, the SUV. Uh, That's a good one. And I'm like, Hellcat? Oh, yeah. So uh, I have to imagine that high horsepower is fun somewhere in this mix. What do you got? Yes. How about this? Let's start with number 10, the 2023 Hyundai Kona N. That's right. There's an N version of the Hyundai Kona, a 276 horsepower turbocharged version of the Kona that is made for performance. So the N. All-wheel drive. Yeah. It's got lots of power. Well, the N, I guess I did know about this, but it seemed like they haven't put a lot of marketing dollars into this N, you know, the letter N. But uh, because like BMW has M, and uh, M is significant. Yeah, basically. Similar idea. And I actually misspoke. The Hyundai Kona N is not all-wheel drive. It's front-wheel drive. Okay, okay. So you can probably make some short work of those tires uh, (laughs) if you want to turn off the traction control. Right. Also, the Mazda CX-30 Turbo, that's a fun one. Mm. 250 horsepower. That one does have standard all-wheel drive. And Mazda has, you know, some nice handling cars. If you get the Premium Plus model about $35,000. Mm. It's a lot of fun for, you know, bang for the buck. There's also the Ford Mustang Mach-E. The lowest one I think you get is 266 horsepower, but it can go up to 480 horsepower. That's the electric Mustang. Right. And I would agree when people say, oh, it's not really a Mustang. Yeah, I get it, but it's still a pretty fun SUV. And it has 250 to about 300 miles of range, a little bit more than 300. It's quick, it's fun, it's quiet. 
in that same vein, uh, except gasoline powered is the Alfa Romeo Stelvio. This is a more of an exotic looking SUV. If you want, there's a 505 horsepower version of the Stelvio, the Quadrifoglio. It's got push button start. It's got tons of torque, torque vectoring, all wheel drive, active suspension, quad exhaust. But even the 280 horsepower base model is fun. Hmm. Well, we next we have the BMW X4M, and that is an M version of BMW's X4 SUV. It's got an uh, SUV body, but in a coupe-like style. Right. So the back is kind of more swoopy. Lots of performance from the 473 horsepower Whew. turbocharged inline three-liter six-cylinder engine. Driving the X4M is kind of like driving a slightly taller version of BMW sports sedan. And if you want something that has a good balance of power, handling, rewarding driving experience, and honestly, it's a little bit, it's somewhat functional because it is still an SUV. The X4M won't disappoint. Okay, so so wait, Wrangler. wait, wait, wait. How, yeah. how much is that thing? That's that's a good question. And that has got to be like seventy thousand bucks to start. I I'm it's only at, well because it's an M. Right. It's about an eighty thousand dollar car. Yeah, eighty. I was gonna say probably a starting price around seven. Anyway, and where are we? Where yeah, are maybe we? number nine. Maybe eight, you could seven? get a used one for seventy five. But you know, <laughs> right. let's let's be honest. Right. Uh, you know. All right, so I've got it's expensive. Uh, I've got one, two, three, four, five, and you were about to say Jeep at six. Jeep, you, yeah, Jeep Wrangler. Okay. Jeep Wrangler's a lot of fun. Maybe not fun in the same way a BMW X4M is fun, but it, they're definitely fun. No, the, they're fun. the horsepower, yeah. I like them. In the V6, the new one, it's got plenty of power, about yep. 285 horsepower, lots of trims, lots of different off-road tech you can do. Right. And then at the opposite end of the spectrum, the Genesis GV70. This is one of my personal favorites. If, if I could just go out and buy a brand new car right now with no questions asked, no money, nothing, I would just go get a Genesis GV70 or a GV80. Really? Wow. It's just, oh my gosh, because it's the GV70 is smaller than the GV80, but it has this big 365 horsepower twin turbo engine. Mm. And then inside, it's really nice 16-speaker Lexicon audio system, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And then, of course, we put the Ford Bronco on there because, you know, you can get it in lots of configurations. I would include the Raptor as part of that, but those are rather expensive. You can still look for off-roading with the Sasquatch package and 35-inch off-road tires, upgraded suspension. Then we have the Porsche Macan. Mm. The Porsche Macan is... Even the base model has a 261 horsepower turbo engine and standard all-wheel drive. But, you know, it's a Porsche. You might want to go for the top-of-the-line GTS. And if you're into luxury, the Macan also has lots of fun. And you can get options like a 1,000-watt, 16-speaker Burmester audio system. Oh, I don't even boy. know if I'm saying that right, honestly. Burmester? Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> well, again, like smart and stuff. You know, you started with a Kona, the little uh, Hyundai Kona, right. and then so that was number ten, and you've worked your way up to a much higher priced vehicles along the way. Yeah, the only one yes. that I question out of this group is a Mustang, and it's in the SUV section. But it's a Mach-E. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know what? Just get the Durango SRT. 
and let's call it a day. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's what Leah Pruitt did. All right. This whole story with all these uh, vehicles and, and a little bit about each one of them is at autotrader.com. Uh, when we come back, Brian is going to talk about electric car tires. There is a difference between regular tires and electric cars tires. What is that? Uh, Brian Moody will tell you all about it. Autotrader.com. You're listening to The Drive. I'm Alan Taylor. We'll be right back with more of Brian. If you hang outside, don't come in. I'll only run and hide. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And you know, Brian Moody's here with us from autotrader.com, and he is now going to explain. He's got some splaining to do. Much. Uh, about and really, yes. let's be honest, whenever this topic comes up, everyone in the room, you know, uh, just stops and says, "Oh my goodness!" Let wait a minute. Me know wait a minute. This Are we going to talk about topic. the birds and the bees? Is that what's coming up next here? Oh, it's almost that good. <laughs> Ready for this? Everybody in the place is going to stop what they're doing. All the single ladies, everyone. Oh, what? Tell me more about electric car tires and how quickly they wear. Oh, sh- you can almost hear a hush fall over the room oh, because boy. it's so gripping. <laughs> so it wait is a interesting, though. I'll tell you yeah. this. I'll tell you this. This is why. I don't think people realize how electric cars, they behave differently, obviously, but the way they behave differently affects the tires. For example, you can get a Kia EV6 with 576 horsepower and goes from zero to 60 in three seconds. You don't think that's going to have an impact on the tire? I guarantee you it will. Right, for sure. Well, so did I hear you say that they actually don't last as long? The tires don't last as long? That's true. Yeah. I actually spoke to somebody at Michelin about this very thing. And this is a direct quote from Michelin. Tires are put under tougher stress and consumed 20% faster with EVs due to the weight of the batteries, instantaneous torque of electric motors, and regenerative braking. So you can expect your electric car tires to wear out 20% quicker. And here's something, you might be okay with that if you're buying a Porsche Macan or a Porsche Taycan or whatever is electric, plug-in hybrid, that kind of thing. But if you're buying a used electric car and the tires look like they're just a little bit past halfway, you might want to ask if they can replace the tires or you might want to skip that car because they're going to go fast. 
you know what's funny is I know that the tires, the, the compound of the tires, the way they make them, the rubber itself, you know, the, the whole entire thing when they are made for an electric car is different right. because they have to have less rolling resistance in order to make sure that the, the car gets the most mileage it can out of the electricity that's powering it. Now, that said, that's right. the ride is, can be a little bumpier, you know, because the tire is a little harder, I think is maybe the best way to mm -hmm. say it. But I mm -hmm. thought they would last longer because of that, not less life. That's, up to 20% yeah. less. And here's something important to keep in mind as well. Some manufacturers have tires named EV. So it would be like, you know, the, I don't know, I'm making this up, the the Bridgestone 122 EV. I don't know if that's a real tire. Right, I'm making right. it up completely. Yep. The letters EV might be in the tire. And so sometimes these electric car tires can be up to $1,000 to $3,000 to replace a set of tires. And if you don't get the right ones, because of what you were just saying, aerodynamics and rolling resistance, right. the wrong choice of tire on an electric car can impact range by as much as 7%. Mm. So you may get 7% less range in an electric car if you opt for the wrong ones. So you have to get the right ones. You can't just get whatever is on sale that week. You know what's funny about tires? And I'll go back to when I was 16 years old, when I first got my driver's license, my dad says, go down to Sears and get me a set of tires. My dad's British. And he says, make sure you get the same tire that came on the car from the factory. And it should say on a label inside the door. And so I went down to Sears and Robux and they had Sears Service Center. Remember that? And I went yeah. in there and it was a, uh, my dad had a little old rattly diesel Mercedes. And uh, 1972, by the way. And... And so um, I went in and it took Michelin tires and I called my dad and they were like the most expensive tires that Sears even sold. And I called my dad and I go, man, these set of tires was like $134, dad, <laughs> back in 1976. Yeah. And yeah. my dad says, that's fine because that's what the manufacturer calls for. That's what we're going to get. And I, and I look back now as a car guy, I mean, Brian, we all put different wheels and tires on things when we I get know. them. But my dad was smart enough way back in the 70s to know that the manufacturer designs into its package, its whole unit, the car, yeah. the tire that is on the car. And people don't take that into consideration. But boy, after this, you people listening out there really need to take this into consideration when you go and buy tires or even buy your electric car, because this is a big factor, you know? It is. It is. And I think one of the things to really be cautious about is buying a used electric car. So we're getting to the point now where a lot of electric cars are out there available as new cars. Yeah. And electric cars have very long warranties, up to 100,000 miles or eight years. So that means they're gonna come onto the used market. If those tires are past halfway, you might wanna check into, yeah. can they upgrade them? Can they give you a discount? Something right. like that. All right, that's Brian Moody, autotrader.com. Thank you, Brian, appreciate it. Yep. Always Thank good you. information. We'll be right back with another hour of the drive. Stay with us. And it makes the fiery rain. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor. This message comes from our sponsor, Subaru. In June, as part of the Subaru Loves to Care initiative, Subaru and its retailers partner with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and their local hospital or cancer treatment center to give warm blankets and messages of hope to cancer patients. Subaru and its retailers will have supported nearly 300,000 patients by the end of this year. 
Subaru is proud to be the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's largest automotive donor. Learn more at Subaru.com slash care. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Welcome to Hour 2 of our show. It is The Drive, and joining us now is George Kennedy III. He is the co-founder of Cartender.com, vice president also of the New England Motor Press Association. He's a boater. He's actually in the marina right now because he and I share that. He contributes to U.S. News and World Report, Car Gurus, Forbes on Wheels, and of course, right here on the drive. Thank you, George. You know, just a little bit. Happy to be here. A little bit envious. I think I hear water in the background. Do I hear the ocean? Is that what I hear? That was my water bottle. I promise oh. I wasn't doing that for effect. Uh, but if it's making you jealous, I can keep doing it. <laughs> right. I'm just my boat. I'm getting my boat ready to take out to the ocean right now. As a matter of fact. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm at the marina because we're uh, you know New England weather. It's unpredictable. Yeah. We thought it was going to be rainy today. Saw last minute it's going to be nice. So just you know we're just going to take the sailboat out this afternoon. Oh, good for you. I would be flying by you in my uh, my fishing boat. Trying to yeah, make waves. But I, I spend all season and fuel what you spend maybe in three hours in a weekend. Let me just tell you that my, my fill-up, I got some uh, clear fuel, I was telling somebody else, it was $6 a gallon, and it was like, I think, 80 gallons. You know, do the math. And I didn't, my tank is 80 gallons, so I didn't fill it up, but it was 400 bucks for what I did put in there. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So, you know, I get your point about sailboats. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just a fallback, the, uh, the motor there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so you, I saw on Facebook that you have been driving something that looks like it's out of the movie Back to the Future. What, what is that? <laughs> that is the, uh, the 2023 Mercedes EQS SUV. It's their electric equivalent, if you will, to the, the GLS or going to be their range-topping electric SUV. And if you're noticing that crazy interior with all the, the neon and stuff, that's become sort of a signature of their high-end sedans and SUVs. So, yeah, it's a really beautiful interior. It looked to me like that was a fake photo that you posted. Was that fake or did you do that? That was real. There was no doctoring to that. And it's interesting that they are able to put, because if you notice, there were sort of two tiers of like LED piping that went through the cabin. Right. And of course, one of the gimmicks is that you can customize the lighting of each tier individually. So if you want a little blue, a little bit of purple, you can do that. And then, you know, they tie it into sort of some of the car's features. So when you turn up the climate control, if you turn it up, the zone in which you are controlling those lights just sort of cascade red for a moment. Or if you turn it down, they cascade blue for a moment. So adding some, some fun features to the car. So now for those who are in the theater of the mind radio and cannot see it, how big is this Mercedes-Benz EQS SUV that's all electric? Sure. So I would say, even though it's sort of supposed to be their, their range-topping flagship electric SUV, 
I would say it's closer in footprint to a GLE. So they're midsize, but right. they really stretch it so that cargo space is not the not a huge priority. It's the it's the passenger space of that two rows of seating. Are you warming up to electric cars anymore? Because you and I, I think, shared somewhat of a full on hatred of electric cars too. That was me. And then you were like, I never, yeah, don't put words in my mouth, man. I, I had a full on hatred for, you know, basically for anybody who is too far extreme, either one way or the other, right? There's a nuanced answer to this where that certain cars are right for certain people. If you are a EV evangelist, if you are gung ho Tesla, you know, good for you. But that also doesn't mean that everybody should drive an electric car. Conversely, you know, if you're driving a 40-foot horse trailer from Montana to Texas, that's great. That's a niche use that just because an electric car doesn't work for you doesn't mean that it is never going to work for anybody again. Listen, after learning what I just learned from Brian Moody about the tires, the, 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 the tires on electric cars last typically 20% less. I, Everything about these things just keeps getting, to me, worse. If you you have it in your head that you don't like electric cars, you are going to find every little Uh, thing to nitpick. You're right. You're right. You're 100% right. But like they're saying, uh, you can go your own way, right? (laughs) We'll be right back. Stay with us. Go your own way. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, I can't say he's my best friend, but uh, this is called best friend anyway. George Kennedy, you're a good friend. How's that? How about sparring partner? Sparring partner. There you go. Um, You know what's funny is my best friend, we aren't even best friends. Actually, I think we're best friends that hate each other. Uh, And maybe that's because... Yeah, friend of me. Yeah. Because he was the best man at my wedding, and I was the best man at his wedding, and we've known each other since we were like 13 years old, which is like coming up. Well, for me, it's 50 years because this is my birthday week. So, um, ah, happy birthday! Yeah, happy yeah. birthday! I like how you threw that in there. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm trying to get some presents from somebody. All I got so far is fudge, <laughs> so it makes me fatter. But anyway, um, he and I, it's like, honestly, I probably have more fun with you than him, but I have to call him my best friend. 
because he calls me his best friend. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm my best friend. But no, he's really not my best friend. I kind of hate him. But anyway, <laughs> I would never say that to his face because we have kind of a, a marriage of best friend relationship stuff, you know? It's not like we're on the radio or anything. And he could, he, could he, never, he wouldn't listen to this show if it was the last show on earth. What are you kidding? <laughs> if he was dying and he could live for listening to this show, he'd go, I'm dying. Sorry. <laughs> Next time you see him, you should snag his phone and download a few episodes for you know, him. That, that reminds me of the guy that got bit in the crotch by a snake and they were it was a friend you know they were out and he calls the doctor and he says what do i do he says you have to you have to cut a, a oh, little no. yeah you have to cut a little slice where you got bit and you have to suck the blood out and his friend looks at his friend that got bit and he said what the doctor say and the doctor he says the doctor says you're gonna die <laughs> so yeah that's kind of my friend he wouldn't listen to the show if he was going to live and so i basically tell him yeah don't listen to the show because you'll die if you do because you'll hear that i really hate your guts but anyway <laughs> all right so sparring partner back to the electric mercedes eqs suv first of all how much is this thing just curious Okay, so just to give you a little, little oh, sense of the range here. It here. So yeah, here it comes. Here it comes. Go ahead. There are three tiers. Uh, uh, the base model is $104,000. Oh, the base model is 100000 Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The EQS 580 that we drove, or the EQS 580, the most powerful model, is one hundred and twenty-six. Oh, and our test model was $129,000. Oh, wow. That's cheap in comparison to the middle range. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, I mean, think about it this way. The Mercedes S-Class, so even, you know, there's the EQS sedan, the EQS SUV. Both of them could arguably be cross-shocked against the conventionally powered S-Class. And that's easily a six-figure car when you, when you option it the right way. Mm. You know, it's funny. I, I can see why the automakers don't like me anymore. I guess I got to the point when I hit about 60 where I just started being blatantly honest about my my ideas and things. It's a wonderful place to be because I just don't give a crap anymore, you know? And so it's like... I think what you're, descri I think what you're describing is senility. <laughs> no, no, no. It's called honesty, you know? And here's the best part. I like what I like, and I don't like what I don't like, and there's not a whole lot of in-between. And I am not a big electric car guy unless... I think you have so much money that you can have an electric car like you have a golf cart just for going down to get your mail, you know, because to me, it's like, I don't want to have the anxiety. I just don't want to have the anxiety. Where am I going to? Yes, I know. We've been talking about it on the show for the last month or so about Elon Musk is going to start sharing his, you know, superstation plug in things. It doesn't matter. I just want to be able to get gas at any little crummy gas station or big gas station, you know, Shell or Chevron or whoever it's going to be. I don't want to have to go and find a thing and then wait for an hour or whatever it is to, to fill up my electric tank, you might it's say. Not, it's not an hour. Come I will on. Say this, what, yeah. So you live in a more remote area with, with your tractors and your cows and all that fun stuff. <laughs> I live in a civilized society called New England, all right? Yeah. And there, the network for charging <laughs> is far more robust here. And the cars like this have something called DC fast charging. That allows you to charge on a particularly car like this from 10% to 80% in just 30 minutes. 
So forget the whole 30 minute part. If you need to get home where you're, where you're likely going to have a level two charger that you can charge overnight, you can add a hundred miles in something like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. See, if you were smart, you would have listened to the first part of the show and you would have heard about uh, BJ saying these gigantic fast chargers. You know, you live in a part of the country where it rains and snows all the time. I don't want to be dealing with electricity when it's raining out. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. We're going to argue some more on the other side. My sparring partner is on the show today. George Kennedy III. We'll be right back. Never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Choose your weapons, sir. I like gasoline and diesel-powered vehicles. My friend George Kennedy evidently is leaning the other way these days. Let's let's clear that up. Vehicles. I happen to be brand agnostic and propulsion agnostic. All right. Propulsion agnostic. That's what he said. If it if it can if you give me a car if they make an affordable like Subaru BRZ Miata thing that was electric like a you know an affordable Tesla Roadster again that's a cool car right? Mm. I didn't agree. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 hey, it's your show, man. You can do whatever you want. No, I'm I'm just playing with you. Um, I, you know, like I said, I, I just need to hear an engine, and even when they synthesize these electric vehicles, they give a, a artificial sound to it. It just messes with my head, and I don't want to have it mess with my head. I went to a Verizon, yeah, but- by the way. Hold on. Let me just tell you my story. Okay. All right. I, I went right. into Verizon today because my phone had a problem. So I, I go into Verizon, and I waited one hour for this arrogant jerk to tell me that I had to call the 800 number. There was nothing he could do for me. So I stood around that store till it was my turn for one hour, and then in two minutes flat, he said, "Ah, oh, there's nothing you can do. You, you know, you, your phone's under warranty, but you're going to have to call and get a warranty thing." And I thought, "Well, you know, this is where they, this is the service that I pay, Verizon. You know, so Verizon, if you're listening, hey, yeah, yeah, you got to fix these stores. Anyway, that's why Apple has the Genius Bar, where there's a genius there. This guy was the opposite of a genius, an idiot. But anyway, the point is that I feel like, like I'm being." You know, the feeling that I felt, George, when I was in there waiting for that hour, that's the, the, the angst I feel when I'm driving an electric car when I start getting down to where I need to get electricity and I don't know where the hell. I mean, look, you go on a trip. You don't know where you got to find it. You got to put it in the nav or maybe the car's programmed to show you where it is. I don't want all that. I just want to get gas. I just want to right, pull let's, it let's, let's take these. Let's and take your Snickers. little grievances one, one thing at a time. Right. The first thing is the, the, the sound of the motor. 
if it was a muscle car, absolutely. But think about the type of car you're, that we're driving in the, the EQS. It's meant to be for somebody who owns a Mercedes S-Class, a car that Mercedes has spent countless resources you know, with sound deadening and muffling and making it as quiet and comfortable as possible. In reality, with the S-Class, what they're doing is, is basically the ride of, a, of an electric car, which is silent and smooth. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going for for a car yeah. like this. All okay? right. Uh, hold on, hold on. You, yeah. Point, counterpoint. Yeah, yeah. To your point, they spend an incredible amount of resources making them quiet and smooth until you hammer down on that throttle and then it opens up these valves that open up noise that you can hear because when you pass somebody you don't want silent power you want to hear those horses those ponies screaming out the tailpipe am i am i telling Some the truth people do this, uh, enthusiasts do but if you're if you're a luxury buyer and you're just like this is getting me to my executive job driving this chance you might not care yeah, right and you just want it to be quiet you can listen to CNBC or whatever, oh, or MSNBC. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Or, uh, you nailed uh, it. Bloomberg. <laughs> All right. You just told your story right there, MSNBC. Okay, let me just not pick on you. <laughs> the thing is, don't you believe that the sales of these machines are going to be the proof in the pudding? And I don't see the sales of electric cars. I just don't see them what, you know, the auto manufacturer I, I agree, I agree wants. They want so to sell I agree cars. With you to this point yeah. that if from, from our vantage point as journalists who have been reviewing new cars and have access to the industry and see every new vehicle launch, it seems like a lot. If you were just to look at what cars we've driven this year, it seems like half the market's going to be electric next year. That's not the case. It's not. What the automakers see is that, yes, it, it was 1%, it jumped to 2 2 to 4 and then it's up to 6% of the market, I believe, this year. It's growing at a, at a pace at which each automaker sees an opportunity there, and they want to have a model, an offering, that will be able to try and scoop up maybe a former Tesla shopper or somebody trying to get into an EV for the first time. And, yeah, you're right. I don't think it's going to be overnight flip the switch, but that's good if, if, if the thing you care about is making sure that there are available chargers so you can charge up. If we were to jump to 25% of the industry tomorrow, everybody would be backed up at a charger waiting. But the growth of this segment is commensurate with the growth of how many chargers are being installed. So supply is meeting demand. Yeah. I get it, but I don't ever think that in my lifetime, and yes, I'm in my early 60s now, but I don't think that we'll ever see more than 20% of electric vehicles. I just don't. Well, you, you might be right because, like we said, like oh, for a lot of homes, it's going to be a two-car solution. Like with your yeah. your situation about going on a road trip, you know, your your commuter car where you drive 20 miles a day back and forth to the office, and that's becoming less and less of a thing, is your daily driver. And for a longer road trip vehicle, you have a plug-in hybrid or a hybrid or a conventionally powered vehicle. If you have to tow you would have a conventionally powered vehicle because uh, range goes down significantly when you put something on the hedge. You are a good debater. Yes, I would even mm. I would even <laughs> maybe even give you a master's degree in debating. Um, we're going to be right back with George Kennedy, the uh, master of uh, arguing with Alan. There you go. We'll be right back. <laughs> it's the drive.
Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, my friend who is uh, who is a brave man to step into the arena of debating the uh, qualities of electric cars versus internal combustion engines, um, has, George Kennedy has uh, convinced me that we should just get back to talking about this Wonderful $129,000 test car that he has. The Mercedes-Benz EQS SUV. George, I admire your guts for uh, getting in the ring with a guy that has no scruples when it comes to fighting. I, I just enjoy debating with anybody who has their mind you know, fully made up on whether or not they want a gas-powered electric vehicle. Because... There's so much nuance to it, and I can I just I like I have a field day with it. Uh, I just think when the uh, power goes out, don't start with me again. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two drunken sailors is what it boils down to. All right. So other than the fact that this is a hundred and twenty nine thousand dollar Mercedes Benz uh, all electric SUV, give us a little bit about the drivability of it. Did it drive nice? I mean, are you, did you were you impressed? What's the story? Uh, it was it was incredibly smooth. It, like I said, the thing to think about is how it equates to the Mercedes S Class sedan. That is its closest conventionally powered analog. And what both of those vehicles have is incredibly smooth and powerful acceleration. So just a confident swell. So our our upgraded EQS 580 model has a zero to sixty time of four and a half seconds, and you feel, yes, you feel the heft in the corners, for sure. So it comes standard with a, an adaptive air suspension. In comfort mode, when you go around a corner, there's definitely some body lean to it. But one click over in a sport mode, and that adaptive suspension really sits down. It handles like a far more composed vehicle, and you get a little more acceleration out of it. The real treat, though, is sitting behind the wheel because, like I said, compared to an S-Class, one of the most lavish cars on the market in this has that same extremely high-quality interior, world-class interior, world-class craftsmanship, incredible Burmester sound system, very crisp. And one of my favorite features, massaging seats, with like eight different types of massages in it. If you're on the road too long, it'll tell you like, hey, you need a, uh, an energizing massage, and it'll, it'll put on like a, some kind of whoosh music, and the massage <laughs> will kick in, and it'll supposed to refresh you for a longer drive oh boy 
I'm sure it's wonderful. I have a, a Mercedes-Benz SL500 right now that I bought at Barrett-Jackson two years ago. And in, cool. two, in two years, I've never driven this thing, you know, without having something go wrong. And this is a 2004 model. And I just can't, I can't wait to buy one of these Mercedes in 10 or 15 years that nobody can fix. And that's, that's sadly to say, because there's a lack of auto technicians already out in the world. And I, I factor all this stuff in there. So when I already own something that, you know, you buy one little black box for $283, otherwise the top won't go down. And then you have to buy shock absorbers for the air suspension that are $3,000. And then you got, you got to have a technician, a Mercedes technician, put them in. So the more complex these cars get, the more they scare the hell out of me. And you know what? I don't care if Mercedes-Benz doesn't like my opinion or not. That's my opinion. I feel like that we have gotten too far down this rabbit hole with technology and we are outsmarting ourselves. We should be able to actually work on our own cars somewhat. And it's completely impossible at this stage of humanity. You know what I'm and saying? And I think I, I agree with you, but I also say that has little to do with gas first electric because an S class has dozens of subsystems. Right. No, no, I get it. It's, I get it. I get along it. with the complexity of an internal combustion engine. Yeah. Right? So it's not a gas EV thing. I agree with you that I wish that modern cars were more so, but if that's the case, then you should go buy a Subaru BRZ or Toyota 86. Now I'll agree with just, you on that. I will agree with you on that. I will agree with you on right? that. Right? Not a Mercedes SL with a power tractable hardtop. I am, <laughs> I know. I have two of them, by the way, because people are selling them cheap. Anyway, uh, George, I always pers- I appreciate your perspiration when I'm arguing with you. <laughs> I mean, your perspective. Did I oh, say perspiration? Yes, I did. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, uh, always a pleasure or, or something similar to that. <laughs> George, uh, thanks to Mercedes-Benz for letting George drive the EQS SUV Mercedes-Benz. They would never let me do it because uh, they're going to hate me after this particular show. I don't care. Thank you, George. We'll be right back, everybody. This message comes from our sponsor, Subaru. In June, as part of the Subaru Loves to Care initiative, Subaru and its retailers partner with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and their local hospital or cancer treatment center to give warm blankets and messages of hope to cancer patients. Subaru and its retailers will have supported nearly 300,000 patients by the end of this year. Subaru is proud to be the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's largest automotive donor. Learn more at Subaru.com slash care. Well, it's now time to hear from my buddy Josh Hancock. He is our Hollywood car consultant. He is the guy that matches the car with the character in all things film and television. And uh, directly from Hollywood, here he is, JoshCar.com. Josh, what's going on in Hollywood there, buddy? 
Wow, I just am not used to such a nice intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, after all, it is my yeah. birth. It's my birthday, so I'm being nice. <laughs> I was going to say it's a holiday nationally. The banks are closed um, because it's your birthday. Oh, too funny. So, yes. Well, of course, we're in the middle of a writer's strike. So that is affecting production dramatically. And so can I you know ask, first people, of all, first of all, before you go, what does that mean? No questions at this L- time. Now, listen, I'm asking a question. What does that mean? I get it. There's a writer strike. But do they not have scripts that they can work from and just, you know, change directions and say, all right, well, they can't write anything new, but we've got, you know, like 27 scripts in the drawer. Let's just do something we've got. I'm just curious. So, so they do. They do have some that are already developed. But, you know, during the process when you make film or television, the writers, especially in TV, the writers are right there for quick changes. And, and the other thing is the other unions honor their strike. So oh. the actors won't show up. The Directors Guild actually just settled. Oh, so literally, it's if if one group is on strike, it's a ripple effect that nobody else will do anything. That is correct. Okay, and see, now it makes sense. I didn't know that. Go ahead, yes. And if the Teamsters are respecting the strike, nothing moves. Mm. Okay, gotcha. So I, that's the yeah. way it works. See, because I thought to myself, well, okay, the writers are on strike, and I get that, and they'll work their stuff out. Yeah. But can't everybody just keep on going? And and now you're saying, no, it is a ripple effect. Okay, yeah. got it. And the other thing is, you know, late night talk shows are the biggest example of what gets written every week, right? You can't make the show without the writers. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes sense to me. All right. So I I, I blocked you okay. from continuing on from there. Did you forget your train of thought and and like I, like I, normal? I did not. I'm not. Oh, okay. I don't. It's not my birthday. <laughs> I haven't gotten that old yet. Um, I'm on my ninth cupcake. So but go I ahead. Would, yeah. I was just gonna say it. You know, and here again, we talk about the effect that sometimes film and television have on the buying public because people see something and they go and Google it and maybe they want it because they've seen it. Right. So the new Barbie movie has a pink Corvette in it. And I'm pretty sure it's a 58 or a 59. All right. And it's all pink. It's pink inside. It's pink outside. So this story was in Autoblog. And then they also quoted, I think, Google, that the search for pink Corvette went up 450% oh my God. since the trailer played. And then I know somebody in Hollywood that's already been approached, and they want to duplicate the car. They want everything pink. And if you look at the car, it's like every element is pink. It would be a pain to do it. Yeah. Well, um, let me and, just first of all, know, I'm not going to ever see the movie, so maybe you could send me a picture of the car because that is one movie I will never go look at. Anyway, but go ahead. 
<laughs> it's about a doll. I, yeah, I, exactly, and I'm not going to go see you're, that. You're going to be going to these movies soon with your grandchildren. <laughs> no, so I'm, I won't let them. Never. I'm telling you, they're grounded from that movie, period. Anyway, go ahead. What is wrong with that movie? Is there some problem with I, it? You know what? I just, it's just cornball. I just, you know, come on. Let's have some death and killing, well, all right? Where's all the shoot well, em up, you, you know, kind of stuff? Have you <laughs> checked your joke book lately? Stop because it. It's from the it's, it's cornball edition 1956, for God's sake. Oh, my God. Um, uh, so, <laughs> along those lines, I find it interesting also that there have been a few shows greenlit with celebrities doing car shows, one being Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, what's going on there? So he, it turns out that, you know, as he went along and became successful, as a lot of people do that start making money, he's a car guy. So he started collecting cars. And now, and I haven't seen the show yet. It did debut this week, but I was traveling and missed it. I think what he's doing is he's turning everything electric. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> Iron Man. Iron Man just shot himself in the iron foot. Oh, man. I knew you'd be delighted. You know, literally, Barbie movie and electric everything from Iron Man. That's great. That's just great. Well, the thing is, I, you, know, you know, people think they're doing the environment a favor by converting something to electricity, and I don't think it's true. I no. think if you leave it alone, if you, because I saw in a picture like a 67 Corvette convertible, and I thought, wow, what it takes to convert that car to electricity oh. at this particular moment in time is a lot of net energy. It takes a lot of energy to convert that car. And of course, it turns it into a very different thing that it was never meant to be. Well, and I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but you know me. I like to believe a little bit. I did (laughs) see a real video of a, I'm not going to name the brand because I'm not sure what it was because it was kind of horrifying. And I I only saw the video once and then I got a phone call and then I couldn't find it again. So something electric and it was in, it was in China. China. I saw the same video with the, the, the with video. the flame, and then the guy jumps out with a little kid in his arms. Did you see? Is that the one you're talking about? No. Okay. I so what happened was, you see a flame. It's like a somebody's camera in a car behind them. There's like a flame inside yeah. the car, like the battery exploded inside the car. Flame comes out the window. Wow. All of a sudden, the door opens up, and there's another flame comes out the window. And then somehow a guy jumps out with a a baby in one arm, holding him, holding the baby with his arm running out of the car. And how he is not on fire, I don't know. But I am still looking at these things going, you know what? Way too much of this going on. And, of course, it was in China. So we're talking about a worldview because... You know, if you expand your search to the entire world, you're going to see that many more things going weird. But yeah, I just well, electric is, is not uh, my thing. It, you know? it is the number one market in the world for electric cars. Well, there you go. And there's all kinds of weird stuff going on over there. With you never know who's making weird so, 
Yeah, what? So I gotta take a break. This is interesting because I thought you were gonna tell me about a video that I just saw that is staggering. They have got ten thousand brand new electric cars that are just rotting on some island. Oh, tell me more about it on the other side. And you know what? I'll tell you. Here's okay. another one. You can't buy right now any of the diesels. Uh, my friends are trying to buy a couple of diesels from Ram and Jeep, and yeah. They can't sell them right now because there's like a recall and they can't fix it. So, kind of a bummer. So there's, yes, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, lots of strange things. Anyway, news from Hollywood. Josh Hancock, JoshCar.com. I'll be right back and finish up with him. Attention, business owners. Three thousand and seventy-six businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Subaru, featuring the 2024 Outback Wilderness. Part of the Wilderness family with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, higher ground clearance, a turbocharged engine, and all-terrain tires. Discover Subaru Outback Wilderness at Subaru.com slash guess what? Wilderness. Josh Hancock joining us. He's out in the wilderness somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, you were saying that there was a bunch of cars on an island somewhere. What was that about? So, so that is that the Chinese government is subsidizing their electric car industry to be number one in the world. So these people take the money, build the cars so they can get the numbers and get more money, but they don't ever sell the cars. And it turns what? out that they have ditched 10,000. What? Yeah. Well, you know, the U.S. is one of the only places in the world where our auto industry is basically not subsidized like it is in Europe and China and India. Those countries all get help from their governments. And China's is ridiculous and they want to be number one. And uh, so it's something that's happening. I'll send you the video. Oh, crazy. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So you also said you had some other news from Hollywood. Anything else going on over there? Oh, it was a Tesla charging station stuff. No, what were you going to I was going to talk about the fact that we've had all this news. First, Tesla agreed to share their charging right. with 
And he said he was doing it because Ford didn't take bailout money in 2009, which I thought, well, that's a pretty good reason. Wait a minute. I also heard him say that it's the moral thing to do. We're talking about Elon Musk. I actually respect that. I was like, wow. Well, he now is. Well, here's the moral thing to do. If he wants the subsidies from the United States government. He's getting $7.5 billion in subsidies because he's sharing his electric network. Wow. Okay? Well, it's the moral, and it's, it's the profitable moral. thing to do. There's your moral thing to do, please. Okay. There's but the what rest bothers of me is, uh, What bothers me is that now he's opened it up to GM, and he's in conversations with Stellantis. Which is uh, Stellantis is a Ram, Jeep, Dodge, Chrysler. Alpha, Alpha, Maserati, Fiat, Fiat, right. Wow. Crazy. Well, you know what, though? This guy is one smart sucker. That's all I can tell you. He's just played it so well. You know? Yeah, I've lost respect for him because I think what he did with Twitter when he said he wasn't going to, he said there were things he wasn't going to do, and he turned around and did them. Yeah. Yeah, well. And I, I don't love that. Okay, I realize he's incredibly smart because look at where he is and what he's done. He's revolutionized the electric car industry in the United States. I mean, he's the largest selling car in Europe right now is a Tesla. Yeah. Well, you know, what's as you know, entrepreneurs turn on a dime. And I just think that, um, you know, he's. He's a smart entrepreneur. He's able, you know, look, a lot of entrepreneurs will say, you know, we project this, we project that. And then guess what? It's not going their way. So guess what? They pivot. And then sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But right now I have something going on that I'm, I'm having to do a little pivot because it's not going the way I want it to go. So you pivot and then maybe things go good. But what happens is with corporate America, they don't like that entrepreneurial spirit where you pivot, you know, right. which is. You know, right. just it's not. Uh, well, I, yeah. I, I told you a dance studio with frozen yogurt wasn't a good idea, and you didn't listen to me. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you are weird. You are one weird guy. You Have, bought Dale Carnegie Studios in <laughs> Oregon, and it, you just can't make it go. Um, you are just so bizarre. <laughs> um, right. You I'm, are. Well, and, you have a family event coming up in Maine. You want to give us 30 seconds on that in case somebody wants to be there? It's, uh, you know, I grew up in a small town in Maine that's not so small anymore. And my father, growing up, he put all his energies and free time and money into supporting and making the local hospital world class. And so I've taken over that charity in his absence. And it's a golf that's tournament coming up, right? It it we changed it to a boat trip. Oh, nice! Give give us the uh, website or something before we run out of time. It's uh, it's uh, you know I don't have the website. It's York Hospital slash Hancock Family Fund. Oh, there you go. All right. I just and, wanted to support uh, you, Josh. If you, if you don't, if you don't give enough money, you don't come back on the boat. It's like <laughs> oh, nice. It's Gilligan's Island. All right, uh, Josh. I have a plan. I love you, man. You're a good person. Joshcar.com. That's it for me this week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you, 
word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 